Hello everyone, welcome to Heart's Happiness Podcast. The place where I, Manpreet, share my journey of healing intergenerational family trauma to help you to understand your story. I share a bunch of tools and tips that will transform your mental health and allow you to find your own heart's happiness. So exciting, right? Each episode will cover one of three areas. One, raising awareness of what this trauma actually is and how it hides in our lives. Two, tools, tips, support, lots of different things that I've used to get better and heal from this trauma. And three, I'll be connecting you with so many specialists and therapists and coaches as guests on my show. So we are going to transform your mental health and empower you to take your healing by the hands and move forward. Welcome back for another episode of Heart's Happiness. Today I'll be speaking with one of my mastermind sisters. So this is a lady whom I'm in a group with um, and she's going to be sharing her amazing work that she does with corporate clients on expanding consciousness. So I'm going to introduce you to her in just a moment and we are part of a mastermind community. So that means that we meet once a week as a group And then we also have like one-to-ones with our coaches that is helping us develop and expand our minds so we can go for like our purpose and create business uh, and a life that we love. And that is why I've created my own mastermind because I've just seen the power of like being in a community with women like this and like working on our purpose and our expression and our creating of products and services and things like that. And I'm finding that more and more of my clients the more and more they heal, they want to be doing more purposeful service-led work. So if you are somebody that wants to be supported in a community, have a mixture of one-to-one and group, then this container is for you. This is the last week that you'll be able to come into the October 2023 Mastermind. The next time I'll be doing this will probably be next year, February, depending on my family planning. So do get in touch as soon as you can. There's only three spots left if you want to be part of that community. And now I'm going to pass you over to Jayani. Welcome to one of my mastermind sisters. I'm very excited to have you here. Did you want to introduce yourself and explain what it is that you do? Yeah. Hi, everyone. Uh, thank you, Manpreet, for having me on here. Um, I'm Jayani Kodisawaku, and I'm a leadership and consciousness coach and guide. Um, so I've been doing this for about seven-ish years now. Um, so I work with all kinds of different people, particularly around the leadership um, and helping people kind of expand their awareness and their consciousness so they can just live happier, healthier um, lives. Wonderful. And how did you get into it? Because there's always a story of how somebody, because you said before we hit record that you actually started life as a scientist. So how did you get in this world? Um, yeah, gosh, there's quite a backstory to it. Um, so I was very, um, yeah, I started off as a scientist, kind of very logical, um, kind of like if there's no evidence for it, I don't quite believe it. Uh, so I did that and, um, spiritual, um, path that you were on previously. Yeah, so not at all. I wasn't at all into spirituality or anything other than, um, as I say, what was in front of me. So um, very research oriented, evidence based. Um, And then after my PhD, I just ended up transitioning into uh, consulting, management consulting, and I was an analyst. 
So again, very much um, into the data um, and looking at trends and analysis and all of that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, and I did consulting for 10, 10 years altogether, working with lots of different firms around the world. Um, in healthcare and pharma, which was linking back to my um, scientist work. Uh, so, yeah, and then I started to transition into, I actually got quite ill. <laughs> mm, that's where all good stories start, when the body starts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so um, I realised my body was breaking down um, towards the end of those those 10 years. And I really couldn't find the answers why. Um, and I would I remember going to my GP and having all the assessments done and, you know, all these internal examinations and all of that kind of stuff. And they couldn't find anything that was physically wrong, even though I was in a lot of physical pain. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. And... I actually had to kind of pull the pieces of the puzzle together myself um, to figure out what was going on. Um, and the only box that I hadn't really ticked at the time was my brain. <laughs> so it, my mind and my brain, and that was, was something that um, I didn't really con consider at the time. Um, and those days with the NHS, they would just tend to give you a pill, something or other. And just being a scientist and having that knowledge, I just knew that that wasn't going to get to the root of what I actually needed help with. Um, and so then I started going on the kind of coaching route. Mm. Um but I kind of knew I had, there were these other capabilities that I had. Um, and actually going back to really early days um, when I was really young, um, I was really quite intuitive. Mm. Um, but just growing up in the environment I was in, which was all about um, achievement and learning and academia and studies and exams and all of that kind of stuff, it was kind of like I shut down that part of me. Your skills, your natural abilities. Yeah, I think. And I, other people wanted you to be. Yeah, and I think a lot of us do do that. You know, when yeah. we, we're going on to that sort of career ladder, um, we, we kind of um, either suppress or... Uh, I guess can hide those kind of things that maybe are not in quotes um the norm if that makes sense yeah yeah so when you first so when, it sounds like you were on what we call that healing journey so did you get coached yourself first is that what you mean when you said you started to go down the coaching route as in to help with your health and your mental yeah so I actually went on a coaching program for like a couple of years um and then obviously you know there was a coach there and I was working with a coach there and um I did continue kind of on that for a few years working with a coach um and yeah just looking at different modalities as well at the time um but then I had a moment where things really switched for me, where um, 
it was almost like I had the logic around the coaching um, and, you know, just how, how the thoughts work and, and all of that. But then I really began to experience it in a different way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's when everything really clicked in for me. Um, and it really helped me develop my own way of working as a coach. Yeah. So I guess what you're saying there a bit is like you go and you learn all of the not like the stuff they t- teach you to become a coach, but actually your your gifts were in there anyway. So much more like your intuitive way of working or the other things that you bring into your work, which isn't just um what you learn from others, but actually through your own life experiences, through your own intuition, through you know, even the science world and the consult. I'm guessing you bring all of those things into your work. And that's why whenever I feel, I feel like being a healer or a helper or whoever, it's like it calls us and and then we'll all start to have like loads of people's stories will be they get sick or, you know, something happens or they have a big loss or something. And it sort of awakens that healer within us. And then the more and more we choose it, like the stronger it comes. I can't explain it. Like I never used to be, I didn't think I could intuitively read someone, but actually I've probably been doing it since the beginning I've been doing my sessions. I just didn't realize that's what I was doing. Whereas now I'm like, oh, I'm being guided to of how to help these people. Like it all starts to come at the minute that we start to choose this kind of work and helping others, I think. Mm, yeah, no, definitely. That's that's so true. And um, I think like there's a couple of things I want to say around that. I, I think when we've kind of undergone, um, I don't know, various, you know, you're, you're a trauma, you work in trauma and trauma specialists um specialism even um and I think if we've had a kind of tough upbringing or we've grown up in an environment where um we've encountered various traumas um I think it does shape us and what I've actually recently found out is it was going through those experiences that makes makes you um who you are really in terms of how you relate to people you know that whole thing about um you know that empath quality and that intuitive ability to really tune into what's going on because you know if you've grown up in a kind of environment like that you are so attuned you know and there are these abilities that open up in you where you you develop that through the sort of harshness if that makes sense yeah yeah it becomes like a survival technique doesn't it like I don't know about you but I know that I used to be able to I remember being a little girl like I would have been under five and coming down into the front room and I'd be able to feel all the adults moods and whether I should be quiet that day or whether I could be silly and play like I would know that by just their energy and um exactly so even though I do believe I was intuitive by nature anyway but like those experiences like you say really tune you in to to energy yeah and and I think um like right now uh I think it's been more kind of acceptable now like speaking about energy speaking about healing because even if you think about it a few weeks few years ago yeah definitely the word healing people be like what is that um but now it's it's kind of um a lot more acceptable 
Um, and I do think this is, it's just going to widen even more. Um, and like I've started again, abilities from when I was really young, um, really being able to open that up to that. Um, and even channeling various different types of information um, and opening up to just things beyond what we don't see. You know, yeah. Yeah. just really being able to touch, touch on that, um, and then helping guide other people to, for them to open up in their own awareness around it too. Because it's just, you know what, Manpreet, there's just so much support out there that we just don't tap into. Obviously, you know, there's all the kind of tools and techniques and whatnot that we can, you know, and they're so helpful for us. But then there's this other world out there. Um, and it's all have access to. And I think um, yeah. what you're saying that it's blown my mind a little bit because I remember when I first wrote my first course and there is books I hadn't, hadn't even read at this point when I wrote that course. I didn't even know those books existed. But somebody told me what to write in my course and it wasn't a book. So I didn't know I was channeling in that moment. I just was like oh, what have I been through? Like, what are the steps? And it's only afterwards that I've read books and I'm like, oh my God, I said this in my first course. Like, where did that even come from? I didn't even know where it came from. And it is, like you said, when you start to, when we set the intention of something that we want to, like maybe, I remember when I was earlier on in my healing journey and say I wanted to uh, fall in love and break the pattern that I was in with men, um, I set that intention and it was like my guides or the spiritual team that you had were just passing me information to be able to make that intention a reality. Like, and again, it was through actually, first of all, saying it out loud, I guess, asking for help and then being conscious and aware enough to take in the information as it gets drip fed to you. Cause it's not like a really obvious thing. Like, well, for me, it's not somebody shouting in my ear telling me something, but it's like all of these very subtle ways that we are being supported and we're being guided. And if you listen to like your intuition and you really like ground yourself and calm yourself, you can start to get that information. And like I said, that first course, I always look at it and go, I want like I'm I'm doing a version of it now. I'm changing it a bit, but I'm really not changing a lot of it. Just just more making it packaged up so it's something that can stand alone. But um, yeah, who told me that? I don't know, you know. And I think that's what you're talking about, right? Is that's what we have available to us. So any problem that you have and you think you can't figure your way out of it, actually, you you have all of this um, support available to you. And I guess you teach people how to expand their consciousness to be able to let that guidance come in. Yeah. And I um, it's almost like um, it's quite subtractive. So what I mean by that is it's only when. And, and this is why it aligns so well with the whole thing about being um, maybe more introverted as well. Um, it's it's kind of when things quieten down in the mind space that we can really sort of develop that sense of connection with other parts of us that we might override through our mental chitter chatter. Um, so it's really having that sense of also that reflective space um that you know um where we can connect with that yeah I love that because where I've been doing like especially where my healing is taking me at the moment learning how to tune into my body 
and less in the mind. So the mind's always telling me a story to rush ahead that I'm failing, that I need to do it a certain way. And whereas when you really slow down and listen to, like, say your body, it gives you a completely different message. And I just think that this happened to me the other day. I was actually in one of my somatic therapy sessions. And um, and I've been really focusing on the quieting of the mind and the listening to the intuition and the listening to the body. And my body literally spoke to me and was like, we told you, like, we, we've told you what you need to do. We've told you how you, you make your intention come true. But, and this is around family planning. But the reason my mind doesn't like that, because it's like, well, everybody else wants me to try for a baby and I'm going to be this old and blah, blah, blah. it starts telling this whole story. But when I slow down and I tune into to my body, it's literally giving me the steps. It's just being brave enough to kind of take that. And I think that's what we get so, like you said, overrided by what the brain's saying. But actually, we've got all of this amazing wisdom when we are not listening to the voice of fear. Oh, my goodness. Oh, the, the F word. Oh, <laughs> yeah, we have that going on. Um, and yeah, there's like you said, there's there's so many reasons. Um, all of the things that brought us to this point, you know, all of the different ki- kinds of conditioning we have, you know, the growing up in the, you know, the family, the whole, you know, you talking about the whole generational ancestral stuff as well. Yeah. Um, even societal, you know, society. Oh my God, society is huge, isn't it? Um, yeah, I mean, I've, it was really interesting. I've, I've been really reflecting upon the whole thing about, um, like being, being a person of colour, yeah. like, an, you know, growing up here in the UK. And I was just thinking actually the other day, like, what would it be like, you know, if I grew up somewhere else, you know, like, what would the conditioning be? Like, who would I be? And I think there's, there's just something really important about that, 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 that kind of sense of identity and understanding um well who am I and that thing around um yeah how how I fit into the world and and all of those kind of things so yeah yeah well it's interesting isn't it because I think the more and more that you do this work on yourself you start to uncover who you truly are and not who you felt like you had to be to be accepted or to be enough like you know, you picked a career that you did at the beginning to fit some family ideal of what success is. I also chose um, a very scientific, I was a, in IT and because that's what my family expected of me. But I knew in my heart that wasn't the right thing for me. I, I To be, I love logic and I love systems and things like that. But, you know, it didn't feel like the right thing for me. But I never listened to what I truly wanted. I just wanted to be what everybody else wanted me to be. And even, you know, this is like an onion that the layers keep coming off that are like uncovering more and more who I am authentically. Like I've only, I'm 41 and I've only really connected to the fact that what a massive introvert I actually am. And, but for many, many, many years, since I was a little girl, I pretended to be somebody else to be more accepted I remember when I'd be around my friends and they were very loud and extroverted and social and um, they would just sort of say things to me how I wasn't the same so I sort of embodied their personality just to be accepted because you know I didn't have a great home environment I felt quite safe with them so I wanted to so I sort of took upon their 
their personality and it wasn't actually mine and it's more now as I get older I'm like oh you know actually I like smaller groups I don't like to go out as much I prefer nature I prefer quietness I I'm really quite sensitive I can pick all these things up and it's funny being in those relationships because they're like but this isn't who you are like you've been this extroverted outgoing person for such a long time but it's like no that's what we would that's that's the kind of things we do to feel like we're accepted we sort of reject parts of ourselves and I think what's beautiful about the healing journey is that you are uncovering it more and more and finding who you truly are even though sometimes it can feel quite scary to be that person you know and to step into that identity so so much of the identity piece is actually just a load of shit that's not yours and the true version of who you are like for example you figuring out oh I'm actually really intuitive and I I'm actually really spiritual and this has been a part of me forever and I've just kind of not been doing it and now it's just here and you can and I love that because you get to be who you truly are not pretend to be somebody else yeah and I I do think it actually takes quite a lot of courage Mm. to be able to step away from from the conditioning um because like you just said you know they're the there can be like quite a bit of can we use the word judgment um or you know other people's opinions and and I think it does take a lot of um guts to be able to say hey you know that might be your opinion um and this is the way I want to live now so um yeah yeah, exactly. And and for something like in, introverts, which I can't remember the percentage of the people that are one, it's more socially ex- acceptable to be extrovert. Like that is just more of the socially acceptable way. So a lot of us have been kind of hiding these parts of it away, from, away because we just don't feel that we'll be accepted for it and we'll be rejected for it. And I think there's, like you said, the bravery and courage comes that if you're showing up in a certain way and going, this is me, and being able to be okay that you may be rejected for it, and that's okay. Like, it does take so much work to be able to get to get to that point because I don't think I could have done it earlier on in my journey, but now I'm, like, definitely braver to be, like, more and more be my authentic self. Yeah, and I, and I think also that's so true. Um but also recognizing like um I don't know I was just thinking I think there's quite a lot of um characteristics in terms of both the introversion and the extroversion that we can each have right um and you probably find that you play more extrovert in different parts of your life as well than you do introvert and 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 I think we're all a bit of a mix right and um but I do think having that sense of balance between the two is is really great, you know. Um, and uh, I used to think I was really quiet, but um, there's definitely extra <laughs> parts of me as well. Um, but I think it's almost like embracing the two is, uh, and it's just like who we are, right? And um what I do find actually especially with the introverted parts of me I do love to get reflective um and have those times on my own um and oh because I that's where I create from and and it's and that is just it's all the creativity comes from there you know when I'm going for a walk in the park 
um and you know just being in nature and and all of those kind of things and I find that is it's really like soothing actually um to to be able to kind of tap into that yeah and that goes back into that you know other source of energy that's like available to us if we are being slower and we are you know being tuned into it because that's when you know never do I sit at my desk and go okay I'm gonna be really creative now does it happen at that point it really doesn't it will be at those times where you're being and resting and um and then the ideas come and it's just so interesting when I was in the corporate world there really wasn't for the job the job I was doing there really wasn't an opportunity for creativity and for this flow to come through me and for me to express in that way. And it's through starting my business, starting the podcast, starting to create content that I was able to start to like get, get information and put that out in the world. And again, I feel, again, we all have access to that and that can earn you money and it can give you like pay your bills and it can um, open up a whole new world to us. And again, that is just something that everybody can access when they are, open to it and when they are taking really good care of themselves to nourish it and to feel that calmness because it's it's when you're calmer that's when it sort of flows in like you get all those mm. oh, my best ideas while I'm on holiday best ideas <laughs> or in the shower or something like that yeah, yeah loads of people say in the shower yeah a good one I get really inspired when I hear just like a podcast and like women talking I get really inspired by female conversations I don't know always like little things go off in my head um so yeah and it's just a great thing to be able to do when and then you get to create and bring things into the world and like birth ideas and it's just it's incredible so you know with your work that you do in terms of leadership and expanding consciousness so because you did say you you're getting more and more like corporate clients so you're not just doing it with a bunch of spiritual people you're you've got like a real mix <laughs> is that <laughs> a bunch of spiritual people yes yeah no definitely um I think now more than ever um people are beginning to realize especially in the corporate world that they need something else mm-hmm. and that the way that they're functioning isn't optimal and I think they're beginning to really realize it um and you know, getting other types of support as well. Um, and and I think that's that's really important. Um, and just to also um, help people kind of understand more what awareness is, you know, what consciousness is, how we can kind of live through that space. Because what I found actually is that people just make clearer decisions coming from there um they they just get more shit done they just get more work done but you know the other thing is also that I found working with clients is it's actually almost magical in terms of um what they receive because they're not having to work for it you know what we usually find you know we have to kind of work for something in order to achieve or to get something but actually it's it's the less what we do it's the less of the doing which is when you know you're talking about flow before it's almost like when that flow comes through um and you know even when those those feelings of feeling safe feeling safe Mm. feeling feeling good about yourself um that that seems to 
come from a place that doesn't have um it's not manufactured let's put it like that yeah yeah and that's like because you're you're really prioritizing like taking care of like your nervous system so you're just like you know nice and chilled and and then you know like um, we can do things to be able to feel calmer in our bodies and in our energy systems and actually when you're out of fight or flight and you're more in that parasympathetic I'm gonna never say that word but like you know that's when you start to get this information coming through and I think teaching leaders about that which is actually you being really stressed all the time running from meeting to meeting is making you a less productive um leader and also the quality of your work's not as good and actually doing less is so much more which yeah. is, uh, if more and more leaders were conscious honestly we would just like change the world wouldn't we like if like people in parliament were doing these kind of things with you or you know the world's yeah. leaders doing this thing with you like we'd just be making such better decisions because we're not coming from a place of like fight or flight yeah so um I actually was part of a parliamentary group where we were doing um we had one of the first groups um around leadership and consciousness um and it was great having other people in that room and we were just sort of um brainstorming like what would this look like what could this look like in the next 10 years if we all became you know conscious you know in terms of our actions in terms of um society like how would that look um and I love that because it was almost like again it was that sort of act of like let's co-create let's sort of build build a new um sort of environment because I think a lot of the times we just fall into what's already there mm-hmm. um, but is that right for us yeah exactly because you're just doing things on an autopilot or because that's the way it's always been yeah but actually we should should we be doing that well probably not like it's just even for our own personal leadership so much of what we do is like that subconscious unconscious brain but if we're actually activating the conscious part of our brain like you are so much more in the driving seat of your life right and it's like a completely different experience if you're unless you're just going on with whatever program and I suppose that's leaving for leaders I always remember you know around COVID and like and the government kind of pretty much said that they didn't ever have a plan for something bad like this happening and that's just is a bit crazy because in you know in the history of the world there's been these kind of things come up and for them not to have a plan but that's that's only because they're just doing a job that's someone else has done before and this is the roles and responsibility this is the job description this is what we do and we just stick to that and then that means that when world pandemics come through we we're not prepared for it but that's the I guess that's that beauty of engaging more and more that conscious mind yeah no for sure for sure and and I think it's really great that if you look at how kind of decisions are made now there's obviously there's there's often a sort of hierarchy right um and there's always someone at the top of this hierarchy wherever we are and I think what I I think is we're changing more into now is um having more of a sense of everyone kind of putting in their own point of view as well um and so having it a bit more collaborative and um yeah I love that sort of sense of co-creation and just kind of um like how can what like what would things look like if we didn't have such a hierarchical way of doing things 
yeah you know, like who else could we um involve you know as well in that in that process yeah and what's the power of that collaboration and you know what's the benefits for all of that because when you're working like that as a team it's the benefits are much much huger I've even noticed that with my little business that when I collaborate with women or I do think you know not like not a competition not like that oh my business is better than your business or anything like that but there's real magic that comes from that as well and like um different ideas and yeah stronger creativity like it's just it's such a beautiful thing that gets to happen when you're not doing things in like isolation yeah I mean I've definitely seen that um that kind of synergy happening within teams like it's almost like when when you know the light bulbs go off in certain people in the group and and then it's almost like everyone kind of joins in on that journey um and it's it's really quite a beautiful thing to, to amazing kind of see to do that especially in the corporate world because I always just write it off but it's amazing <laughs> that you're doing that like to be able to create that kind of change and that kind of impact yeah um but you, yeah it's 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 pretty amazing to to see it when it kind of happens in the room in real time but then also when you leave and you get the feedback um about these amazing new projects and things that people are creating um yeah it's kind of awesome oh I love it so for anybody listening if they want to expand their consciousness for all these different reasons that you've explained today what what are like your top tips for that oh top tips around expanding consciousness um you train people on all the time but what is stuff that we could do about our day to help us expand our conscious mind do you know what I'm gonna just say some really simple things because yes. that's what we need, right? Uh, yeah. um, you don't and, <laughs> and I think just okay, well, I would I would actually initially start with taking a pause. Mm. Really giving yourself that time to pause. And I know it can sound like the most simple thing in the world, but actually when do we actually give ourselves that time to pause and to create that space for us because often we're either giving in our work giving to the family giving to our children you know there's we give out but then I really do think there's a time that we need to receive and stopping in our work we can do that we can take a pause in our work day um to just give us some space and sometimes that's just what we need um so I really do think that's important having that pause um and secondly I would say with that space um really drawing attention to you know what we were kind of saying before like what is going on in my body right now Mm -hmm. like really sitting with um gosh my brain is kind of really going over time. Maybe I'm overthinking a bit here. But I think that's so important because otherwise you can just be taken off on a completely different trajectory. Um, and so really checking in. I love to do that kind of pause, yeah. breathing, checking in. Okay, what's going on here? And then the third tip I would say is really asking your body, like, what does it need right now? Mm. and are you and, okay <laughs> like, you know, yeah. 
Sorry, I'm going to you for life right now. Are you okay? Is there anything that I can get you? Yeah. So that's some kind of um, real love and care for yourself. Um, and I think it, it can sound a bit um, extravagant, like loving yourself, but my goodness, like, you know, and I used to think that I used, I remember in the old days, it was kind of like, oh, how do I love myself? And I had, I had to kind of learn, gosh, giving yourself what you need is so important. And so I think those three things um, are kind of some of my key staples, um, just to regulate the body a bit and get it back into a sort of sense of alignment if that makes yeah sense. definitely and when you're in periods of your life like I've had um a number of years where I've had a lot of change so it was like a lot of busyness like just life busy moving houses changing jobs busyness busyness business because you know you're rushing to a meeting and then you're doing this and you're doing that and then you could become so disconnected from yourself because you've just got caught up in that energy of busyness and you don't even know how you feel or if the choices that you're making right now are good for you because you're just in an autopilot fast kind of survival energy and I found like especially when with me getting having burnout and things is because I was just in that kind of fastness for such a long time I didn't give myself a chance to catch my breath and just go <gasps> like what happened like how did, how did how much has changed what's going on in life and I love them um, so if anybody listening you can google like the vibrational energy chart and just print it out or put it on your phone and it's got like all the different energies like it's got fear guilt shame at the bottom of the chart and then love and gratitude higher up but I love just having that in my room to kind of remind myself like where am I am I have I gone into fear have I gone into shame because has my consciousness gone to the past to to my childhood self has it gone to the future and worrying about something or is it really here in this moment so I just sometimes I just use that as a little visual check to see where am I now like what am I feeling what do I need do I need to just stop and lie on the floor or something um yeah and I and I think since I've been doing more and more of those kind of practices I get to be more present and grounded in my actual life which I feel like so many of us just are not in grounded in our actual lives we are just pushing ourselves in in different directions and and then we get so disconnected from ourselves Mm, yeah and and I think we can all very easily fall back into younger versions of ourselves without quite realizing it yes definitely definitely and like and a problem that you think that you have right now it may actually not be a problem from today it might be just a little wound from the past where you didn't feel seen or you didn't feel heard or you didn't feel safe and actually that part of you is calling for your attention so when you're taking that pause and you're asking yourself what you feel and what you need like maybe it is that younger part of you and what's beautiful is that you can learn how to give that to yourself and build that relationship and then that brings you more and more peace in the right now it means that your brain is online <laughs> not like off in like all of your uh, programs and and you're just so much more present to create whatever it is that you want to and I love that when we're doing that as well and not just the checking in with the body but also just I, I've got a I did a painting with my inner child and it's like a boat and I always think you know am I consciously am I aware of where my boat is going or am I just letting it drift ar- around 
in like a storm in my mind or something, you know, and using that as well, like intentionally creating your life because you are being conscious of everything you're doing in a day and, you know, what you're feeling, what you're thinking, because that all steers the boat in the direction of that you want it to as well. Mm, yeah. What has really given me is that my boat has a direction now before it used to just be lost at sea. <laughs> and just like struggling etc um so yeah it's just I, I love what what you're doing that you're being able to create this change and this impact in like um a world that isn't as open to say the spiritual realm that you're able to teach these techniques to them because they get to see the benefit which is incredible yeah and um I've actually I, I don't know I, I think what I've noticed is is when people kind of have tried to reach out to other things that haven't quite worked for them um and even if it's conventional therapy or you know anything like that um and they kind of kind of come to a point where it's just like god this isn't working for me I think having them go even deeper into connecting with um essentially their soul self is is just so so important um because we all have we all have access to that too yeah um, yeah yeah and it's like I guess you're helping them come home to themselves when they yeah. do um it's that sort of developing that sort of navigation to a clarity of mind really um and clarity of your senses um it's it's just that I was actually earlier speaking with a client and you know going through a really awful relationship and um it was only after you know we she kind of settled and came back to her center that she could really kind of get an understanding of what have I gotten myself into you know wow I've just repeated this same pattern again um but it's almost like she was in a sort of delusion before yeah. that like her brain's um, and we all know that right yeah we yeah all, we, we all, all do it it's part of our, yeah it's part of our human condition right to go into that state which you know in NLP we call it like that crash state that kind of triggered and where you don't have access to your entire pain you literally don't have access to your entire system basically <laughs> you're just running after such a small part where for someone like your client I guess you know where a relationship can be stressful it can trigger us it can put us into contraction um, it can put us into fear and then we start to only use that small part of our brain and then you kind of almost like wake up for a bad dream like I think I had one of my clients recently said she's like I don't understand why I let somebody treat me with that for such a long time like what was I thinking it's like oh you're you were just your your system wasn't operating at its optimum basically yeah and we kind of like you say it's almost like we get sort of lost in space and then it's yeah. just kind of like okay and finding ourselves again you yeah. know and we we navigate to that place because you know that that's when we feel ourselves again mm. really um and out of that sort of like you're saying um out of that sort of sense of confusion Mm. um which can so cloud our judgment and yeah our decisions and pretty much everything going on in yeah, life pretty much I mean we've got to have forgiveness and self-compassion for ourselves because it is just the way our body's designed 
like the nervous system wants to show like as in you know if we're feeling unsafe or overwhelmed or or whatever our body will we will all go into that response and I think it's just really understanding that that's what's happened and actually just how you got yourself caught up in that um contraction you can just as easily get yourself out and I, I just wish we were taught this kind of stuff at school like yeah, you think, wouldn't the world be a different place if we were just taught how to manage our emotions it's like it's the simplest of things like where are you in your body like what's going on have you like I used to say when I was in a really bad place I used to feel like I was just floating in the sky like I wasn't even having my human experience I was just off somewhere else because I was just so stressed that it was like I wasn't even in my body um, and so many people when they come to me or you know like the earlier stages of their journey they're just I had so many years of that and they just had enough and they're just like how do we get better and it's these simple practices of just learning how to be your friend and how to like calm yourself down can just change your life yeah and also adding to that I would say there is a big amount of judgment that we can throw at ourselves Mm. you know never mind what's going on in the external environment so I think there is something really important um around being kind to ourselves yeah and you know what it is it's the human experience we all um find ourselves in situations that you know um uh that we have no control over as well and and so even if that is going into a patterning of relationship um but i you know i think there's a thing also around timing and you really see it when you need to see it mm-hmm. as well so uh, and so yeah what you were kind of saying about the compassion that is so important giving ourselves that love yeah uh, that tenderness and that kindness because do you know what no one else is going to give that really to you um from and know you as well as you do and don't outsource that because it'll always disappoint you that's basically what I found like you can't outsource that love you can you can learn how to give it to yourself and and have be able to have that sort of stability with it um something I know that we've spoken about in our mastermind group where we were talking about over the summer and how you know there was all this retrograde energy and that the Venus retrograde in particular was like I felt like it was like the veil was being taken off and I could not see these certain elements of my relationships but in like a moment all of a sudden I just saw a massive truth out of nowhere and that's what we're talking about when we're talking about with consciousness as well like sometimes you cannot see something and then all of a sudden it hits you between the eyes and that's that kind of when you finally see the picture in its fullness and whereas you might have been like in a contracted state of mind for such a long time and I know it happens with so many of my clients during the summer as well where they were just like how did I not see this before and oh my god what like what happened um, and I guess that's on a journey of as you become more consciousness as conscious as well that you start to see things differently in your life like society your family your relationships with loved ones it starts to show light in so many things oh yeah for sure and and I think there is something really um important also around um I guess like you were kind of saying you know the shifts and things in terms of the way planets are moving and you know 
like you're saying, a lot of people were going through that retrograde, feeling very similar things, like really seeing very obvious things that have been sitting with them for a really, really long time. Um, and so I don't believe that's uh, a coincidence. Uh, and so, um, yeah, there's definitely um, support there in terms of the energies also opening up to us during that time period mm. as well really helping to guide us all towards okay what do we have what have we not seen right now that we really do need to see yeah definitely I mean there's you know like I'll have to get someone who's an astrologist on here at some point but you know there is a lot of intense energy that's sort of coming onto the planet I feel like the planet is being blasted with like a light to just awaken more and more of us like people are so much more conscious of things now compared to say five years ago or 10 years ago like there's a real there's been a real shift in that collective energy for sure like I even if I think about you know I lost my dad 16 years ago and things like going to therapy to different modalities were just not even a thing people didn't even speak about different modalities even though they existed like I really feel like as a collective the the consciousness is definitely raising which means that you know we start to see join up solutions to our problems because as the more and more of us get online and fully access our brain we can sort of find solutions to some of the biggest world problems because it can't really carry on the way that it is and um so I, I like to think that's my way of going you know we are being guided towards that we are being guided in a way to help the planet and help us all heal and everything and that's why when I'm having a really shit summer because I'm realizing all of this stuff I'm like it's for a bigger purpose but I really don't like it (laughs) yeah no I and I think I think we really saw that actually going through that the whole COVID period you know because we all went through a whole bunch of stuff together when you think about it even though we all had different kind of backgrounds and things um actually I think we really began to see the unity um, of us as human beings. And I really do think that's something that's going to be um, really coming to the forefront a lot more in in the future. Mm. Um, And and so no man is an island, they say. (laughs) No, exactly. So there's a bigger picture to all of it. Do you, have you noticed that with like, you know, going into organizations, like, you're getting asked to go into different kinds of places or, you know, it like more and more people are interested in doing this type of work. Yeah, I think people are really interested in having teams and colleagues that actually listen to each other, mm-hmm. <laughs> that actually listen to each other, actually can collaborate in a really more open and transparent way. And I think... Um, that is so so important if we want to change um we need to start doing a bit more of that and that's definitely something that I've been seeing increasingly also um things like empathy I've been working recently um with a company around that you know empathy um happiness connecting more with the heart heart space um and they're really seeing the value of it they're really seeing the value of how um how it just changes the whole organization 
Yeah. Well, isn't it? It's mad, isn't it? So you, the train starts with the one individual where they building a better relationship with themselves. They're communicating mm-hmm. with themselves about how they feel, what they need, and they're just more regulated. So then that makes them a better employee. Then if everybody in the team's doing that, that does that creates a completely different energy at work. It creates better quality of work. It creates a work-life balance, I would imagine, because nobody's pushing anybody to do things that they don't do. And you can just see how that continually continue has a ripple effect. Yeah, for sure. Um, and yeah, like, especially kind of women too, and managing a whole bunch of different things at home and the whole, as you were saying, the sort of work-life balance and all of those other kind of things um we've got to face when we're going into that kind of corporate environment um yeah I think it's um it's just it's so important but that's something that we naturally gravitate towards as well you know we tend to be a lot more nurturing and open um and so I think utilizing that as um almost like our superpower yeah just so so important you know I it's not like I think in the past with women working in business you know we would have to almost kind of turn into a sort of masculine version of ourselves but I think now more than ever it's really about like actually no you know I'm a woman and I can use these amazing qualities that I naturally have um to you know do the work I need to do in the world yeah, exactly. Well, it's bringing in more of those feminine energy principles, which I've been speaking a lot about in the podcast recently. So things like our intuition, things like nature, things like slowing down, things like nurturing conversations, you know, those kind of things, how much that can really change like an, a work environment. Like that, when I worked in the world, that was not there whatsoever. It was heavily masculine you know, like people clock watching you if you're like five minutes past nine, deadlines, nobody really caring about like appraisals or any kind of like development conversation. You know, just it was heavily, heavily. I mean, I worked for the BBC, which is just, even though it's a massive creative place, it's very masculine. Um, And, you know, and before I used to work for retailers, which was very, very similar as well. So it's just really nice to see that some of these elements, which I'm really working hard at bringing into my own business, that they're finding their way into these corporate worlds and people are seeing benefits of these practices and um, like doing that work on themselves. I think that's just incredible. And so well done for you channeling that and putting it out (laughs) in the world. Thank you. <laughs> Wait, you're doing amazing things as you know, like, yeah, I think we're all doing it in our own way. And I feel that, you know, people are, you know, especially as women working with a lot of women as well. Um, we're finding our way of we're finding our power. Um yeah. and that's definitely something that I'm noticing now. Yeah, I love it. It's about time. <laughs> Isn't it okay? <laughs> yeah Uh, great to see women expressing themselves in that way or feeling like having the confidence to start to pursue different things that feel more in alignment with them that's just like so so amazing to see and I think that the fact that you're going out there and giving people help like that is just fabulous and I know you've got like an event thing soon haven't you so did you want to tell people about that and then I'll pop the link into the episode notes 
Yeah. Um, so I've got an event going on on the 18th and 19th. So it's completely free. <laughs> it's completely free. Uh, so it's in November. And um, yeah, we're just going to be doing a bit of journeying and discovering um, around leadership. Also, I'm going to do some kind of experiential work with people as well. So it's an hour and a half in the morning on the Saturday and the Sunday. And so I would love to see people come and join me is it in person is it online so yeah it's online so um yeah I just wanted to um have as many people come because obviously there's different time zones and all uh, and places where people are tuning in from so yeah it's going to be online for this one um and hopefully next year I'm gonna have some of my in-person events coming up again yes amazing you've got to go out there and fix all these companies and all of the dodgy masculine practices that are going on I think that you're going to do incredible things thanks so much for coming and sharing like what you do because I think it's so it just shows the power of what happens when you change on the inside like the impact that you can have like you started healing and just working on getting better and now you're influencing all of these different companies and the way that they're like so those people are going to be happier and healthier because their work environments have improved all because you did that work. It's like that beautiful healing ripple effect, which is what I call. So it's amazing. And um, I will pop your socials in as well. So people can follow you and see what you're doing. Have you got anything else exciting that you want to tell us about? Thank you, Rampri. Um Oh, well, it's going to take a bit of a while coming, but um, I'm writing a book. So that's going to hopefully happen at some point. Um, so guys, look out for that. Yes. So you can, you're basically be teaching all your principles like that you've been sharing here in the book. So yeah. I'll and I'm going to be, yeah, using case studies um, of some of my clients' experiences. Because, you know, people can just relate to stories, I think. Yeah, yeah. Stories are so else. powerful. Yes, exactly. Because... And people can see themselves in it, know the little steps, and then they're able to follow them. But it's been absolutely wonderful. We finally did it. We've been planning this for ages. Thank you so, so much. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. And thank you for all that you do in the world. Thank you. Bye. And there we have it, guys. An episode completed. I hope you enjoyed it and it raised a load of awareness in your mind. There was alarm bells going. You were all like, ding, that's totally me. Because that's what I was like when I started this journey. And that is the start of the process, finding out this information and realizing it has happened in your own life. So I really hope it was helpful. And before the next episode coming out next Wednesday, be sure to check us out on Instagram. So it's hearts underscore underscore happiness. Also, we have a YouTube channel where I share the videos I create for Instagram on. So you can check that out. They come on about once a week. And then we also have a Facebook group if you want to join to carry on the conversation. I want to create a community where we're all talking about our very real experiences and traumas. And then there is also my website called heartshappiness.co.uk, which you can check out to join our mailing list so that as I create new services and support tools for you all, you're the first to find out. And I have a freebie on there, so definitely check that out. It's five books that transformed my healing. So if you really want to kickstart and you know you're liking the content in here, these books are like the basis of so much of my knowledge. So definitely check that out. 
and I will speak to you next week. I'm so excited to continue this journey with you to help you to find your own heart's happiness. Take care.